0: Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit pcaPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. Hey everybody, this is Ask a Painter Live. It is a Beautiful night in the box blind here. I think I only have a couple minutes before sunset here. So um, I thought I would come here and bring you a couple thoughts from this last week. It was a big, big week. All right. Um, this is the Ask a Painter Live show. I am Nick Slavic. I'm the proprietor of the Nick Slavic Painting and Restoration Company here in Minnesota. I'm also the host of this show, Ask a Painter Live. It is a live weekly social media show where we highlight the life of a master person and a paint business entrepreneur and all the thoughts and machinations that all go along with that. Um, As always, I'm here to answer any of your questions, any of your comments. Uh, We can suggest any topics you like here. Um, But basically, a couple things I wanted to share with you this last week. Um, A lot has been going on. This has been one of the most thrilling summers of my life. I am going to tell you guys the story of my summer this winter. is for another time that's going to take probably a show or a series of shows i have learned more than i've ever learned i've had the most fun i've ever had um i've had lessons as a leader as a manager as a master crafts person like i've never had before and oh my god uh it has reinvigorated me i didn't think i needed to be reinvigorated uh in this craft in this industry in this trade but oh my god this is uh it's an amazing amazing journey (coughs) <coughs> entrepreneurship, man. I'll tell you what, especially when you care about people. Um, one thing I want to talk about really quickly is um, the PCA stuff, right? <coughs> Most of the followers of this show, sorry, I'm getting over a cough here. Most of the followers of this show uh, know that I'm the board chair of the PCA. It's a 140-year-old nonprofit that builds better contractors for our industry. So <coughs> not only are we the keepers of the painter's training uh, a video uh, series with learning management where you can train all your painters, we're the keepers of the business training. So if you like anything you hear here on Ask A Painter Live, there's actually a learning management system and a cohort you can join. It's about an eight week course give or take. It's virtual <coughs> and you can learn how to run a professional business and solve a lot of the ills uh, that sort of um, you know plague us as paint business owners. Um, let me know if this rings a bell, uh, if you have been a master crafts person a tradesperson, a craftsperson, uh, sometimes even an apprentice for most of your life. And you can't find a good job anywhere in a real professional business that cares about you, is empathetic, is flexible, and will pay you enough and appreciate you and give you opportunities, you find yourself making your own business, creating your own business like I did. Uh, My own family did not offer me enough of those opportunities, so I left and started my own business. God love them. Um, But that's the plague of most of what we do here. Um, that's a plague of most of what we do. Uh, we are master crafts people, but yet we can't find a place that will appreciate us, so we got to start our own business. And here we are, trying to learn to be business owners and all the while painting. Um, if I could do it differently, I certainly would be a business owner and um, uh, and I would learn how to paint. That would be a much easier way through life. The PCA, me and everyone else there are here to support you in that. If you have trouble knowing what to charge, knowing how to schedule, knowing how to find people, recruit people, pay them, get insurance, do safety programs, things like that, we're all here for you. So I would urge you, get in there uh, and do it together with us. Um, Having said that, two things I want to talk about. I had a crazy revelation. (coughs) (coughs) Mm. (coughs) Pardon me, guys. So my, my young kids are in three different schools, and every year when they start, start school, they bring stuff back from school. And I'm sure I'm just um, suffering from all the normal little colds and sniffles and everything that, that we all get from that. Um, two interesting happened. Saturday, I had one of the craziest realizations of my professional career. It was nothing too crazy, but in hindsight, it was one of the biggest achievements of my life. Um, but first... I took my family to SoCal, uh, to Lake Elsinore, to go see uh, some of the most inspirational humans on this planet, the Feria family. Um, Skylar, Mary, and all of their kids. Uh, Hannah was there, uh, Chad, her husband, people that I look up to as much as any humans on the face of the planet. Um, they are the owners and operators of surf prep. And not only do they make the world's coolest sanding gear, the world's best sanding gear, the most effective sanding gear, uh, we have a company based in surf prep. That is all fine. And if they just made world-class sanding stuff, fine, and abrasives and things like that. But what truly makes them remarkable people is uh, the type of empathy and care that they give their customers and their family and their business. And I think this is my third or fourth year going out there and doing a master's class with them where they clear out their shop. They host me. I think we had 31 people. There, give or take, we we capped it at about twenty because we really wanted it to be intimate. But we had such a demand that we increased it by fifty percent, and uh, it was an amazing crowd, as you would expect. It got super introspective there too. Um, I was recapping some of the things I've been through this year, uh, my lessons as a leader, and things like that. And uh, that group is amazing to do that with. My circle of trust, my people from the industry. We had a day full of masters classes, where in the morning we did an introduction. We did. Um, uh, estimating my estimating master's class, which is becoming one of, the, one of the more talked about and interesting things going on in our industry. Because the um, the big thing that we do in that master's class is we do an anonymous pricing experiment where, you know, in, in my industry and a lot of other uh, trades, well, we can't possibly talk about price. If you don't know what to charge your hack, you should not be running a business. You should go work for somebody else. I couldn't possibly talk about price because I'm from Florida and you're from Wisconsin and things like that, everything else around. Oscar was there, he he heard this whole thing. Um, That is absolutely not true. The theory of price is true with everybody. Uh, Whether you're a welder, whether you're uh, a carpenter, whether you're a consultant, whether you're a marketer, whether you're a banker, there's ways of thought experimenting price on everything. And one of the cooler things that I do when I travel around is we do an anonymous pricing experiment. I set very tight parameters. We all estimate the same project anonymously. It automatically aggregates from a Google form. And then I show you what the market rate for that particular job is based on the humans in this room. And the coolest thing is I've been doing it in SoCal for so long, I have a multi-year data set where we can actually uh, go through all those items and see the changes every year, see the highs and the lows, uh, see the differences between people in the room. I can also show you this for most of the major metro areas in the United States. now. This is something that I don't typically, uh, put out to the public because I want this to be special for the people that go to this stuff. And also it, it begs a lot of conversation, right? Cause the numbers aren't as simple as we did an experiment. We got some data. Huzzah. This is a solved thing. Like that doesn't happen. So it begs a lot of conversation and conversation that cannot be had on social media posts when people do a quick glance read. So I typically reserve a lot of this data and things like that for the people who spend an entire day with me, like Oscar, it was really good to see you too, my friend, um, yeah so i'm just looking back here as i walked up i scared a woodchuck out from underneath my uh, box blind here so um and it it was amazing right we did a day full of master's classes um i debuted which is not a new master's class but is a 80 percent new master's class which is my marketing uh master's class and if i'm being honest for the last bunch of years um it wasn't in that much high demand like Demand for what we do is very high, and the biggest problem was finding enough labor and production to do the work. So my two master's classes on modern apprenticeship, the decent human being theory, finding, recruiting, retraining, uh, things like that, have been very uh, important and popular over the last bunch of years. Still are, except that there is a huge demand now for my estimating master's class and my marketing master's class. And it's 80% new because um, I've changed everything I do every year uh, for the last three or four years now as we experiment with marketing. It's a, it's probably one of the more undeveloped systems in my business. Now we do a very good job and it's fine, but I see it as one of the biggest area, um, one of the biggest area in uh, of improvement that I need to do, um, or the area that needs um, that that could stand the most improvement, the lowest hanging fruit. So what i did was i had my high school intern help me and we crunched data from the last year and three quarters seven quarters of uh, of the last history here and we put together every lead every lead source every cost per lead every cost per estimate every cost per completed job and that's what let us know um that's what let us know how the marketing was doing and we were making data based decisions out of it and really quickly when you uh compress all that data down you find out that Marketing breaks down along two lines, which nobody really talks about. There are low-cost lead sources that you cannot scale, and there are high-cost lead sources that you can scale. And so you're left with that problem of super low-cost lead sources generally are things you don't control or can't scale, and high-cost lead sources are things you actually can. So that's, that's why they're priced a little higher, because it gives you more options and availability. So um, the really interesting thing is... Everybody talks about ROI, return on investment, and sometimes those are squishy numbers manipulated by marketers, right? It can be a real squishy thing. We got a, 20, a 20x a 20 ROI on this. It's like, well, I don't know. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. What goes into that calculation, right? Um, we do an ROI, uh, or we do a cost per lead, cost per estimate, and cost per completed job on every single marketing source, not all of them together. Because when you look at my business, um, I've always heard that the gold standard was, $100, $110, $120 cost per lead. And when you take all my marketing together, divide by all the leads, you'll get about $101 cost per lead, right? But that's not accurate because 30 to 40% of all the jobs that I get and leads that I get aren't from paid sources. So already what you have to do is knock off 30 to 40% of those leads, and now you're probably at 130, 140, 150 dollars per lead right there and then by lead source we have some lead sources that are 30 40 50 60 70 and one of my most popular lead sources direct mail could be as high as 160 170 180 dollar cost per lead so now that may seem high except that when you're growing a business and you have a marketing budget sometimes that's actually a really good deal and knowing that you can control that create it and direct where they come from is a very good thing and it's a cost of doing business so Lots of that, lots of that goes into that marketing master's class, but it is probably one of my most data heavy ones. And I literally was putting in the final bits of data from this last quarter. Cause it just like literally quarter three just ended. I was getting the final bits of data that Thursday night for Friday. And uh, yeah, today is October 2nd. Sunday was October 1st. So I was crunching data from the last two days of the quarter in order to put that data in there. So I could give people a really good explanation of what we're doing right now. And, um, my the basic theory thesis of that entire marketing master's class was how can we get 50 leads a week to run this business all year round especially in the winter that's a big thing so uh, if you guys are interested in any of that stuff uh, i do have a link and an email address in this show where you can uh, contact uh, the pca and we can get a master's class like that and we can go deep dive for an entire day with that where i can open up my business to you and we can talk openly about that. So let's go back through, see if you guys got any comments, questions. I know that I, I got through some a little bit quickly here. John Harrell, how's it going? And then I'll tell you guys about a huge revelation I had Saturday here. So I'd uh, like to see a, see a show on the use of Slack. I'm trying to figure out how to utilize it with my teams. That, John, is a beautiful, beautiful idea. And I'll look, at, I'll look ahead at the next six to eight shows and uh, I'll see what I can do for you because I have never done a specific show on Slack, I absolutely love that. So, John, if you're still watching, if you would do me a huge favor, email me nick at com, And not only remind me of that show request, but also give me a few things you'd like to see specifically because I will open up my entire Slack account to you guys and show you exactly how we use it. And I believe we do the most with the least of it. It is the most intuitive. It is the most simple. It clears up the most Uh, space on my people's phones so we're not texting and calling and things like that and i believe that we use slack almost more efficiently than anybody else i've ever seen in this type of industry we do we do so much with so little communication although i will say this uh last year i think we sent 140,000 messages internally in the company which seems like a lot until you break it down with the 30 or 40 humans on slack with multiple sort of taps every day so yeah love that ah about to join the pca greetings from tristan oh my god that's great man i'd love to hear where you're from tristan if you're still watching um i really appreciate you joining us there um if you just pay your dues and do nothing uh you will waste your money if you pay your dues watch overdrive get into some of the training start communicating with the people there and start going to the in-person events uh you will be different at the end of it, and your life will be better because of it. So I would urge you. Um paying the dues is one thing, actually using the resources and getting involved with the people there is a complete other thing. So, Ryan Rogers. Shout out to Jason Parker on one week and one day of sobriety. Heck yeah, man, good job. Proud of you guys out there. Da-da. Thank you guys. Going through something something matt nisen how's it going local fella here uh, oscar always good to see you my friend <laughs> oscar milan job costing pms project managers you have to give me a little bit more on that oscar happy to happy to help you out Wes melgren my friendly uh sherwin williams rep that moved on to a different uh line of uh paint selling in sherwin miss you sh- miss you Wes. we have a good time here so all right mark blackhurst how's it going my friend uh Ah, John Harrell, still working on bringing you to North Carolina. So here's the deal. Um, There's a certain sanding company that has uh, a location in a certain state that I used to live in, North Carolina. And uh, we need to get that thing going. Um, uh, I know we're taking next steps here, but John, uh, I would absolutely love to come out to North Carolina. So let's keep it moving. And uh, yeah, I know there's a lot of great craftspeople, a lot of great business owners there. I would love to see. So um yeah let's make that happen um most people don't know that i used to live in north carolina uh, i lived down south i lived in south carolina georgia and north carolina for a bunch of years after high school doing military stuff so i have a fond fond memory of a lot of those places down there and it's uh it's fun to reconnect with it so yeah <laughs> matt gray nick when are you going to be on the east coast again so it's been interesting um every couple of years i do an east coast tour i'll do a maine i'll do a new york i'll do a new jersey i'll do a new hampshire i'll do a rhode island something like that i haven't put together one of those in a couple of years so it would be really great to get back up there i know there's a huge stronghold uh, of people up there and uh, of course I would love to see all my friends up there my Boston friends New York New Jersey Maine uh, New Hampshire friends up there so uh, yeah maybe we'll see what we can do um, Matt if you want to get something together um, me and the PCA can actually help you set that up there's an email address in the show notes here and we can get that going for you <laughs> John Harrell we got this man we'll figure out something Mr. Matt Kuiper, how's it going man uh, we're all thinking about you buddy heal up uh, me and the entire industry needs you so uh uh, I know you're a consistent professional. You're a healthy dude. Get back on it, man. We miss you. Efren Medina. I haven't seen you in a while, my friend. Ooh, here we go. Oscar, do you allocate project manager's time to each job? All right, so I'll walk you through and you tell me what clarifications you need. So um, I took over the coordination duties in my company because we redid a bunch of the um, job descriptions, comp plans, and everything else. And uh, I took what used to be about a 40, 45-hour job and turned it to about a five or six-hour job a week. Um, Based on efficiency streamlining and also I'm a really fast type or one of those things. I know all the systems pretty well Um, If you divide out 2,000 hours a year times two project managers and the amount of projects we have a year um, I think the last calculation I did was somewhere between four and seven hours per job is Allocated to that now it seems like a lot uh, And it is for a lot of stuff because some don't take that much time Some take a lot more than that driving an hour away spending an hour uh, You know driving an hour back things like that. So on average um, what I do in the coordination position is when leads come in, I do a certain amount of setup to get it ready, like schedule ready, and then I kick it over between my two project managers. I divide them evenly by types of jobs. We keep a, a single source of truth, a queue of, you know, walls, cabinets, trim. Uh, and then exterior work like that and i make sure all that is even for my two project managers and i basically allocate jobs based on that and then i give them a goal per revenue every week and i let them allocate their time to see which is best like some some of our trade partners need more time uh less time some of our w2 our craftspeople need more time less time some clients need more or less time so we don't say project managers here's a budget for your time we absolutely say that for the painters, um, but that's their that's their basic way of hitting it. Uh, my project managers have a revenue per week. My uh, painters have a you know hourly budget per job, things like that. And Oscar, let me know if you need any more clarification here. Oh, oh yeah, John, how's it going, man? Uh, PCA membership and the business accelerator class are business changing. It energizes you. Yes, it does. And you know what's really interesting? Um, in person events. Uh, the PCA accelerator, uh, the business training, things like that, master's classes, ask a painter—it um, invigorates people. Like it gives you energy when you're around other people who share your values and your work ethic and 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 your pain tolerance, and uh, you both want to achieve big things, and you all want to achieve big things. It's really inspiring. Right? Like it gives you a lot of energy, and that's why it's probably why it's it's been going on almost eight years now of doing this show because it's super in uh, energy giving to do this stuff with you guys. So I would agree, but I'm, I'm biased. Love you, Matt Kuyper. Take it easy, bud. <laughs> Efren heard a rumor. You'll be visiting us in Seattle soon. That is the plan. My friend, we're doing a contractor reboot conference, uh, later this year and, uh, you bet your ass I'll be there. Uh, especially if you're going to be there. I haven't seen you in a while, man. I'd like to connect. So do. Mark Blackhurst, I haven't really spent too much money into marketing this year. Uh, Things have been going fairly well. My website uh, has uh, been one of the best inventions for marketing. Yeah, I would say, you know, there's like one of the things I presented at my master's class. Then I'm going to get to this revelation I had Saturday. Um, One of the things I presented in my marketing class is the trinity of admission for marketing, which is website, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, what the hell? My mind just blanked. Huh, my mind just blanked, but yeah, uh, the, uh, I, I grouped it into, man, you guys have to pardon me. It's been a long day today. Website, social media. Huh, I can't think of the third one. Well, I'll think about it uh, eventually here, but we basically have like a Trinity. There's the two social media. Oh, Google, Google, of course, your Google listing on Google maps. So those are sort of the big three. And I count Facebook and Instagram as one they're owned by the same company give or take, yeah, there's differences, but it is what it is, um, investment in a website in facebook instagram and in your google listing is not a nice thing to do have it's not novel it's not innovative it's an admission fee if you don't have those you don't exist as a contractor basically to most of our clients so uh john harrell sending you a dm on it buddy we're on it together here so Hmm. oh matt kuyper what have you learned about marketing in the past month or so new tactics new data new feelings oh man matt So I had the luxury of sitting in on um, all our retreat when everybody had their ass and Matt's, I had one of the biggest takeaways from Matt's ask, which is um, I've done marketing experiments over the last three or four winters to try to even the demand curve out so we can get more work in winter and keep all of our people gainfully employed over time, all that other stuff. And Matt had the marketing ask and I was prepped to do a marketing ask at my own retreat where you get an hour to ask anything you want and the think tank helps you. And Matt did it, and one other person did it too. And the theme that I took away was, um, I did an experiment over the last couple of years where I shoveled money at it and not effort. And, and typically I think of solving, solving problems, you can do it with time, you can do it with money, or you can do it with a combination of both, right? And what I did over the last couple of years is I do not have an excess of time. So let's see if we could spend a little more money than I'd like to solve this problem, but not have to hold it accountable and not have to think about it. And it worked okay. It worked okay. It was very expensive. You still had to use some accountability and management. But when I heard Matt talk and his strategy, I mean, he has one of the lowest costs. I mean, number one, Matt, I love that you're curious. You have one of the lowest costs of marketing for the most revenue I've ever seen out of anybody. If, if you guys want a master's class in marketing, one good data point would be Matt and Maggie Kuiper with Harpeth Painting, who's watching right now. The through line through your ask and the other person's ask was substituting shoveling cash For using time but not in an extreme way of I'm not spending any money I'm gonna use all my time to get it it's a very much more consistent professional approach where yes we need a marketing budget we need to spend money but we need to analyze that and we need to distribute it and diversify it over many many forms so Matt it's likely that um, I'm enacting my marketing plan right now October 2nd is today this is to me the first working day of quarter four and my marketing plan has changed drastically in the following ways I am spending about a third less money. We're using about 50% more time, and we're diversifying to about twice the normal ways of marketing than we had before. So, one of the ways that you can diversify with time is what I call like poking the internet. Right? It's you can find eight to ten different sites: your Yelps, your Nextdoor's, your um, you know your Google listing. I mean, all those weird little sites that you can just get on and do stuff. They allowed you to do updates and post pictures. And yes, they're going to take your money for advertising too, but you don't necessarily have to give them money. You can just get on there and show the world that you're still alive. Show Google, show the algorithm that you're there and you're consistent and you're doing stuff. Instead of doing once a year, uploading a thousand pictures, redoing your website and then leaving it for another year. I can't prove this, but I do believe it's true that being consistent and poking little, doing little updates, little pokes everywhere all the time, Really, the the Google Analytics, the Google algorithm gods smile upon that. So Matt, we are going to use human effort to hang door hangers. We're still going to do every door direct mail. We'll probably take that down by a third. I'm going to get heavy on social media. Um, I've been seeing the social media analytics change over the years. And Matt, you know I will send you my entire data set at a moment's notice. But I've seen over the course of three or four years where I would classify um, Instagram as non-existent, my people weren't connecting there, and Facebook as a bunch of tire kickers. I could spend money, I could get a ton of leads and they would never convert to estimates and even fewer would convert to jobs, which makes cost per completed job very high at that point. I don't care if I get low cost leads if they don't turn into estimates and don't turn into jobs, then they're then they're the most expensive leads ever. They don't they don't go anywhere. <laughs> So what, I, what I'm going to do is I've been seeing the analytics slowly move to more success in Facebook. And I think over four or five years, even 10 years of that, the demographic, like our demographic, is highly on there looking for recommendations for contractors and things like that. And younger demo is growing up in social media. I'm seeing Instagram rise. Uh, we're posting to TikTok. We're posting to YouTube. Still trying to wait to figure out Snapchat. Um, I think we may end up trying some recruiting strategies at some point this next year with Snapchat, but that, that wouldn't be marketing for business. But what you'll see is uh, I have about... I don't know. I think there's 15 or 16 things that I kind of poke every week and there's email marketing. There's every door direct mail. uh, There's going to be some door hangers that we use for people uh, that we analyze very closely. We track them on maps. uh, We trace their time. We trace how many door hangers they hang up and we can actually trace it to the neighborhood uh, to see um, where they call from. And uh, yeah, then there's just a whole bunch of little pokes on the internet that we do. Not, nothing too crazy. Just being doing simple things consistently all the time is my strategy for this year. And we have a whole bunch of very simple ways to collect data. We analyze that very simple data. And I'm making weekly decisions on where to put stuff. So, Matt, basically saying money down effort up and we're also doing a bunch of relational stuff and more commercial as well too so that's a lot of fun and matt i appreciate you more than you know buddy and uh yeah thinking about you and your family right now bud Mm love the marketing stuff john oh yeah marketing is the hottest thing on earth so okay before i run out of light here uh, i will tell you guys saturday i had one of these crazy revelations where i spent the entire day uh with hannah and chad caliph um they, uh, they are from the Surf Prep family, the Feria family. And we had a great brunch with Skylar, uh, the patriarch of Surf Prep. Amazing conversation with all my kids. I mean, they we were with them. My whole family was with this family. We had an amazing breakfast, one of the best meals I've ever had in my life, one of the best Bloody Marys I've ever had in my life. They, they have good recommendations. We went to the Rainbow Sandal uh, Factory outlet and got some of the best sandals you can ever get in your life. Uh, again, when you have local hosts take you around, it's the best of the best. Um, we went to go check out a marine, kind of aquatic life, museum-y sort of place where you can touch a bunch of fish. We went down to the tide pools and mixed it up with critters for a few hours. Like critters from, you know, I don't, you know, we typically go um, vacation in Florida, so we get to see a whole nother set of rocks and critters and crabs and everything else down there and my kids had an absolute blast we loved it then we loaded up and uh chad and hannah uh took me and my family surfing and i've only surfed once before it was in brazil and so we came back here and i had some fun i didn't have a lot of success surfing but chad is one of the most giving humans chad and hannah are both amazing humans but chad in his wetsuit in the water did not surf himself um first he grabbed my kids And he taught them how to surf. He gave them a quick instruction. He sat there in the waves. He told them how to do it. And the first time he pushed them off, they stood up. And they surfed. Surfer boy. My little surfer boy had never surfed before. The first time he ever got a chance to surf, he stood up, rode a wave all the way into the beach. Same thing with uh, Gator boy, my other son. Stood up, rode a wave all the way in. And at the end of this day, driving back to their house, I realized that you know, for the first time in... Oh my God. I mean, as long as I can remember, I was 100% present. Being present is when your mind and your body are all in the same place. For people like me, for people like you guys, I don't have to tell you, it was like, that is the hardest thing to do on the planet, right? As business owners, as master crafts people, we can be here. Sometimes I can even be on Ask a Painter. And my mind is thinking about tomorrow. It's thinking about a human we have to develop. A human we have a meeting with tomorrow. A client that needs us somebody special in my life and I realized that for that day I literally thought back and it's like I did not think about a Painter I didn't think about the PCA I didn't think about my business I didn't think about my home at all I was just there with my kids and it's a unique feeling uh it's a unique feeling uh in hindsight I felt very guilty you know um I still think that it's a hard feeling to get over after all these years right That if I don't devote 100% of my bandwidth to the humans around me and their happiness, somehow I'm failing as a leader or I'll have a blind spot. And you have to realize that you have a gas tank and it only holds so much. And you can expend that gas tank in a lot of places, but it's not unlimited. And I have had a pattern of expending my gas tank in extreme ways in very specific areas of my life, leaving the other areas completely void of any energy, any gas for that. And I will say happily, for the first time in, I want to say five years, could be 15 years, could be 20 years, I was literally just present. That's wild. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. I appreciate you all. And I hope that you uh, be present with you and your family as well, too. It's a, God, it's a meaningful thing.